if you're like, hey, how do I teach someone about slavery? The best way, in my opinion, would be to read the words of a slave. Mm -hmm. That makes logical sense. And the state, for some reason, found racial division as a reason to ban Frederick Douglass's autobiography. That's why Black History Month is important, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, and anyone else who is here, my name is Dom Lamore, and you are listening to the Black Man Talking Emotions podcast. On today's episode, I speak with Storm Freeman about Black History Month. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding don't come out of the microwave. You got to keep moving forward because the evil doesn't sleep. Hip-hop celebrated 50 years in 2023. Hip-hop slash rap, whatever you want to call it, it's been a part of my life since day one. My mother and her siblings were always playing the box and yo MTV raps. The quote you just heard was from Chuck D, the lead rapper of the rap group Public Enemy. This is Charles Barkley's favorite group, just fun fact. Chuck D's voice is something that you have to hear to understand. Powerful. You hear it, you listen. Our freedom of speech is freedom or death. We got to fight the powers that be. Chuck D is a rock and roll hall of famer, Grammy lifetime achievement award winner, rapivist, not activist. He used his music to inspire hope. And he will defend his culture and hip-hop on any stage, including the U.S. Congress floor. If you're looking to enjoy some black history today, cue up Public Enemy's album, Fear of a Black Planet. Cheers. You know, white people in certain circles will use this month as the example to point out the same things we always know. Rosa Parks sat on a bus. Jackie Robinson played baseball. Martin Luther yes. King had a dream. Malcolm X was his complete opposite, but that's all you need to learn about him. Right. <laughs> I feel like I've really tried my best to continue to learn and push my mental forward, reading, listening. And just trying to absorb as much as I can of the past mm -hmm. to avoid repeating it. You know, that's, they say history repeats itself. Right. And instead of pushing it away, because when I was younger, I used to push Black History Month away. I used to say, we don't need it. It's every day. It's, it's our history every day. But the older I get, the more I notice. And when it comes to our history, we got to force it because mm -hmm. weirdly enough, we're in this world where our history is, completely whitewashed mm. and the only history we really get are these little nuggets of information on Instagram right. where someone's like, did you know that this was invented by a black man? And it's like, I didn't, that makes me happy. And yeah. it's like, why don't we know that already? There's a reason, right. you know, I'm reading a book now called black AF history. Mm -hmm. And the part that I just got off of was them talking about 
how important Haiti is to the African-American history Mm -hmm. because it was the first black country west of the Atlantic Ocean to be independent from France or Europe or anything. And then in my head, when you hear that, you're like, wow, that's crazy. Why is it the poorest country in the world? And then it proceeded to tell me why. Yeah. And learning that history really puts things in perspective for me. Helps me understand. Helps me not be the kid in the room listening to people say these shit countries or this and that. And then being like, well, I don't know anything about it. So I guess they are shit countries. Now I could say, no, no. The French made them pay 90 million francs which translate to $22 billion this day Mm -hmm. over years because of lost money for slave owners. That's what they did. They bankrupt this country. And on top of that, America helped them. (laughs) So learning this history, being able to truly speak up and be like, no, like there's so much more we need to do and there's so much more you need to do, helps me understand why Black History Month is important because this is the history that is not taught. There are things that are still not taught and I'm always curious to learn what people were taught. So I pose this question to you. Okay. What does black history month mean to you? It is a time to reflect on a lot of the accomplishments that we have gone through as a culture and a lot of the struggles that we had to go through. And again, like you say, learning more of how things happened and why things happened and how to not repeat and keep that from happening again. It's cool, like you said, to learn that this person invented something. That's really cool. But essentially, a lot of times I find myself looking at the not so great parts of things that happened to us in history and realizing, you know, what man is capable of to his other man, you know, what we have actually gone through and how we've still kept a positive outlook and kept our pride in being of this, you know, beautiful skin and working towards still being uh, represented correctly. It's always a, a time to just reflect on how far we've come and, you know, how far my grandparents and their grandparents went through to get me to this position. As a kid, you know, going to college was the, was the big thing for us. <laughs> we look at any other culture, it's like, oh, college, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, for our families, it was, you know, going to college. And most people we know are the first person. I'm the first person yeah. in my family to go to a traditional four-year college. So it is a big deal because it's like <laughs> we're how many generations from slavery and I'm still the first one to go to a four-year? Come on. With that being said, I'm always fascinated to ask and hear for you growing up, what do you remember most from Black History Month? Like, what were you taught? How did they approach teaching Black History Month to you? And what are the things you remember? I had some teachers that I knew were, you know, cool, but I had a bunch of white teachers. So we did talk about Martin Luther King. We talked about, you know, the marches. We talked about the sit-ins and we talked about the presidents that affected different things and We talked a little bit about Malcolm, but not a lot. It was usually the big points, Dr. King's legacy up into his assassination. They talk about segregation. They talked about Jim Crow, you know, lynchings here and there were, you know, mentioned that, you know, things happened and tragedies would happen here and there, but never too much uh, diving into it. Mm -hmm. I think that might be also why, you know, I I focus on some of that because it was never really like, look what also, you know, has been accomplished, like, it took me years before I even knew the history of, you know, NASA and, and the women that helped in that. But you're right. Pretty much the same stuff. Did you get any knowledge outside of that from your family or 
was that even quiet at home? Like, where, where did you get your knowledge on Black history, if, if you got any? Yeah, my parents were very much a, here's something that you need to learn. And they would kind of give me assignments. Yeah. They would say, I want you to give me a, a book report on this person. And I was like, what? and I would like learn. And I, you know, Roots was always something we watched a lot. And I learned more about Malcolm X on that side from my parents, telling me to go find the, the information instead of telling me the information, I feel like they helped me yearn and want to learn things on my own instead of just accepting what someone tells to you as the history. When you say Roots, that's incredible that you bring that up. My great-grandmother's favorite TV show was Roots. That's what she put on her 70th birthday questionnaire. That's a true story. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That was her favorite TV show. I remember we watched two episodes I believe, or one. I'm not sure how much of it we watched, but I remember people talking about Akuta Kente losing his foot, Mm -hmm. and I didn't understand the joke. I didn't understand it because we didn't watch that episode in school. They were like, yeah, we're not going that far. You're not going to see him cut it. We saw the, your name is Toby. Yes. We saw that, but it was very small amounts of roots. We did not get a lot of roots. And even with the Your Name is Toby stuff, that was cut in half. They We get, saw a little and they were like, okay, we don't need to show y'all a dude getting beat. Yeah. Which in a way I'm like, in a way, yeah, that's that's true. I don't need to see that. But also, I kind of need to see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's one of those things where I remember when 12 Years a Slave came out and I, I sat myself down and said, okay, you're going to go see this movie while it's in theaters. Mm-hmm. You're going to watch it once. And you're going to do it because you should know this history. And then I went there and seen it. And I was like, yep, it it was as horrible as I thought it was going to be. And that's the end of that. The only slave movie I have seen multiple times. I went to see it three times in theaters was Django Unchained. And that is because (laughs) Jamie Foxx was was a superhero in that movie. He wasn't truly a story about a man who really was, you know, out there being beaten and, uh, yes. To imagine a world where we lived as black people, as property, as property, as cattle, people looked at us like we weren't truly men. Mm-hmm. Even the people who wrote the Declaration of Independence were very open about the fact that, hey, we weren't talking about black people. Yes. <laughs> You see all of that, and then now we live in a world where people are talking about all men are created equal. You, They wrote it in the Constitution, and it's like, but that wasn't about us. We weren't men. We weren't considered men. We, were, <laughs> we weren't even men. Yes, exactly. They would purposefully separate families as a form of punishment. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to truly educate everyone about the horrors of slavery, especially when you're the person teaching it and you just so happen to be a white person whose families mm-hmm. were doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how difficult it would be to truly teach the history. Mm-hmm. I was just reading the story, and this is the last little nugget I'll give you from my recent readings, uh-huh. where Charleston was the slave capital of the world at one point. That was the port where the most slaves came in to America mm-hmm. at one point. There was a time where they had some slaves rebel and they were fighting against them. And the people got so scared that they shut down the trade of slaves for about 10 years because they wanted to focus on breeding American born slaves because they thought it was a, it was an African thing. 
since they were coming from Africa, that's the reason why they were rebelling. And we need to breed our own slaves here in America so that they can know only us and they'll fall in line. And if I was a white dude and I was looking at, you know, I don't know what, four black dudes in class or a full black class, screw it. You're looking at a full black kid class and you're a white dude and you're telling that story. Mm. How? How do you tell that story? How? The answer is you just tell it and say, this is the true history. That's the answer. Mm. Mm-hmm. But also, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. It's one of the most cruel things ever. And we live in a society now where some kids will never even hear stuff like that because books that even mention the name of slaves or people being whipped mm-hmm. because of their race isn't even allowed in the schools anymore. Frederick Douglass's autobiography, it's banned in a state. Think about it. It's that. banned? I forget what state. I think it's like Pennsylvania or Indiana, some some state somewhere. I don't even, it, it doesn't even, I didn't give it enough time to even learn which state it was, but I saw mm-hmm. one state did ban it. If you're like, hey, how do I teach someone about slavery? The best way, in my opinion, would be to read the words of a slave. Mm-hmm. That makes logical sense. And the state, for some reason, found racial division as a reason to ban Frederick Douglass's autobiography. Wow. That's why Black History Month is important, folks. Mm-hmm. Man. And that's the end of that conversation. You, you, <laughs> really, you really hung in there, Storm. You did a great, <laughs> you did a great job, man. And I appreciate you. As you can clearly see, I am on one this year. (laughs) I want to thank you for listening to the Black Man Talking Emotions podcast. The opening quote credit goes to Chuck D and Storm. Thank you for being on the pod. Follow Storm at Storm, a.k.a. Storm on Instagram. Please subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, and give us a good rating. Five stars, please. And thank you. You can support the show by clicking the link at the bottom of the episode description. Also, tell me your plans for the coming year. We should collab. Follow me at D-O-M-L underscore A-M-O-U-R on Instagram or at DomLamore.com. I'm Dom Lamore. Much love.